Kerrigan, Tommy, how are you today? Uh, aside from being an old man and pulling my back in the gym and limping home and telling George I'm going to be 20 minutes late because I need to take a hot shower and, and lay in bed and stretch and everything. I'm uh, 31 going on 80. But um, aside from that and aside from, I don't know, the the uh, the geopolitical raping of a sovereign nation and the threat of nuclear war and aside from all that, pretty good. Well, I got... <laughs> I got good news for you, Tommy. You only missed one nuclear exchange, so you're going to be around for most of them. Don't worry. But the big question today is in Ukraine, why is the CEO and one of the top men at Burisma, along with Hunter Biden and all the other Bidens with the Hunter Biden Blackberry, right? Why are they threatening nuclear war uh, with Putin? And, of course, a guy named Vindman, because... Because Putin is closing in on a little Navy base that was handed over by the Ukrainian Navy to a, a group named Kolomoisky and an Azov Brigade in a little town called Berdyansk. No, nothing happened. I'll just set this up. Nothing happened until Putin got close to Berdyansk and now Kofor Blacks and Vindman. Remember Vindman from the second impeachment is now threatening nuclear war on CNN right now. Why? Did you ever play the the computer game World in Conflict? Came out in like two thousand seven, maybe. I played Risk when I was a kid. I was a little, right. a little older enough. than you, but go ahead. Close enough. But it's a, it's a, it's the fall of the Soviet Union, but it, but like the Soviets lash out. So it's like an alternative history, and like they invade, they in China invade like Seattle. We go to war with them. It's World War Three. So they're invading and they're pushing across uh, the West Coast and they're pushing inwards. And uh, they're pushing closer to some place in, in Colorado. It's not NORAD, but it's, it's someplace else. And it's the, it's the head of SDI, the Strategic Defense Initiative. And uh, what, the higher, what the most high ups know in the U.S. government is that it's all bluff, that you know, it's way too complex to actually be effective. But the Soviets don't know that. And... If they get there and they take it over and they, see, they, they, they go in and, you know, they just go through all the computers and everything, they're going to realize that the, it's not a credible threat. Also, if the U.S. doesn't put up a, a massive fight for that area, then the, the Soviets would also know by default that it's probably not real. Because if that was where the brain of the space net is, we would defend it at all costs. And so the U.S. realizes that they have to. Yeah, I can't hear you. Uh, people are wondering if this is live broadcast. There yeah. it is. Two two p.m. two twenty six p.m. February the twenty seventh. You're saying how this is a simulation yeah, yeah, it's, of it's World, a game. War, it's a game. World War Three, and and you're saying that they have to kind of respect each other's moves. Yeah, and so saying. well, the Soviets are coming in. And they're going to seize. The, they're going to seize the place where SDI is is headquartered. And it's not real. We know it's a bluff. The Soviets don't. And the Soviets are coming in and, and we're realizing if they take it over, they're going to see it's fake. We have to defend it as if it was real, like you would defend the White House or something or NORAD. So they go in and they nuke. It's the first nuclear exchange of World War Three. We do a tactical nuke right there. And the Soviets don't strike back with overwhelming nuclear force because they kind of expected that. They were going for what they perceived to be our crown jewels. We had to actually pretend like the crown jewels are real because that keeps SDIs a credible threat. 
it's not quite the same because it's a bluff, but it does remind me of that. It's the whole war is going on. And then there's one little area that the now the Russians, but the Soviets are getting near. And we're like, hey, we get, so there's either something there that's worth us nuking them over or there's something not there as per world in conflict that we have to pretend like is there. Either way, there's a massive bluff going on. Well, I was a big Larry Bird fan. He was one year ahead of me at Indiana State. Uh, oh, yeah. I was 33, in, uh, Celtics. 33. And he wore a tennis shoe called Converse. And I just wanted to point out that the converse of your argument is also true. The converse of the argument is if they start getting near something that's supposed to be really unimportant and they're threatening nuclear exchanges, that means that maybe that's really, really important, like you said. Yeah. And Bert Yansk, um, I thought, you know, I remember a Bert Convy. Uh, he was a game show host on something called The Match Game. Um, Bert Yansk. Try to remember anything, anybody that you've known named Bert. The only other Bert I know is Bert and Ernie. Bert Reynolds. Well, there's Burt Reynolds, true, true. So, but Burt Yansk. I've never heard of that. I've never heard of that before. Before, yeah. before five minutes ago, I'd never heard of it. Yeah, yeah I'd never heard of Burt Yansk before. I knew, I expected, there's there's 11 biological weapons bases that uh, DTRA, the Defense Threat Reduction Agency, had in Ukraine. We've been talking about that for five years on my channel. We knew that. The one we were looking at, if there was some kind of, did we talk about Operation Sea Spray in our last? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If there was a Sea Spray operation, we expected it to be Ukrainian Navy port, the one, the one biological weapons uh, place that was on a port. There was two of the eleven that were on ports. One was in Odessa, the other was in Mariupol. But a lot of people said. Rule out Odessa because that's got mostly Ukrainians and it's in Ukrainian territory. Mariupol was very close to the two kind of breakaway states, the two separatist states, which is Lugansk and Donetsk. So if they were going to spray, if the Ukrainian nationalists were going to spray, they're going to spray the Putin the Putin folks. They're not going to spray the Ukrainian guys. They're going to spray the Putin people. Or if they're ever going to shut down. Um, if their job in a nuclear exchange is to shut down the bottle up the Russians Navy, they would hit the key three NATO choke points, which are the Kerch Strait going down across the Black Sea is then the Bosphorus and then the, uh, then the Dardanelles. So uh, this is, okay, so we've got tracking the Russian invasion. There we go. And let's see if we dial in there a little bit, zoom in a little bit. Okay, that's Kiev. So let's zoom out a little bit and get the, uh, there we go. So you see Mariupol. Okay, this is good that we have the map here. If we zoom in a little bit. Mariupol, and then we see Donetsk and Lugansk. This is the Putin area, if you will. And we, Crimea is a Putin area. And now you see how Putin is filling in. He's kind of pincering mm -hmm. in on Mariupol. Okay, well, and then you see Odessa to the left. That's good if you... Keep, keep that up there. That Move that up. That's great. A little bit more. A little bit more. Get a little of the Black Sea in there. Okay. So the key here is Bird Yansk is another port just a little bit uh, toward Crimea from Mariupol. So we'll get another map up there of Bird Yansk. And right now, nothing happened. 
Putin took Mariupol, no problem. They really defended it very, very hard. Um, and all the resistance was coming from there. If you remember Kiev, if you look at the little picture of Kiev there, there was big uh, special forces landing there at the airport. They took over the airport. And they only went as far as the zoo, uh, which was the army base in Kiev. They didn't go into the city just to cut off command and uh, control uh, to the airport. Uh, it was sort of like they wanted to silence any responses that the Ukrainian Air Force could make and knock down their command and control so that they could run this mop-up uh, operation over here in the east. Mm -hmm. And these were the operations of two main mercenary armies that Kolomoisky had. One was called the Azov Brigade and the other was called the Dnieper Brigade. So that's a lot of, a lot of information, but the Dnieper River that you see running down there from Kiev is where the Dnieper Brigade recruits from. And the Azov Sea or the Sea of Azov, where Mariupol is, is where the Azov Brigade recruits. So that's where these two mercenary armies come from that Kolomoisky is uh, recruiting from. And it makes sense that this could be the center of sea spraying operations. We don't know that for sure, but if they get that information um, that we've been conducting a sea spray type operation since 2014, that's not gonna look good for Ukraine. It's gonna look like they were hiding a bioweapons testing program on human beings without their knowledge and consent, killing many of them with strange diseases. We uncovered documentation. It's called UP8, Ukraine Program 8. Uh, it works directly with Fort Detrick. We have the, we've identified the key people at Fort Detrick that are responsible for the program. We've identified the key uh, virus, which is Congo Crimea hemorrhagic fever. Um, we've got documentation going back and forth on this program. And we know who is the contractor, Black and Veach. We don't know if that's Kofor Black and Veach somebody else or not. There's a lot of information here. We also have information that Peter Dazak's father may have been involved in this Operation Sea Spray when it was a Russian operation. Before the fall of the Soviet Union, there was a natural uh, desire to spray some of the people uh, at the key places, Turkey uh, in the Dardanelles and Turkey in the, uh, in the Bosporus, but not kill the good guys at that time, which were Ukrainians and Russians. So it's thought that Peter Daszak's father could have slipped straight over into um, after the war, after the fall of the Soviet Union, like you were talking about, and became the, the head guy for this program. And that would explain a lot why Peter Daszak's always trying to say it came from a bat and not from my dad. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, that's a lot of spaghetti on one plate. No, it's fine. And um, well, originally, because <clears throat> my, friend, my friend David that originally kind of introduced me to you, kept telling me it was like you need to do an uh, an Azov Battalion episode with George Webb and originally that's what we were going to do and I think I texted you and then like three hours later Russia invaded Ukraine so the topic understandably changed <laughs> to the much bigger picture going on could you go in more into because I've been watching as always I've been watching your videos on on Twitter could you go into more of who Kolomoisky is you're saying he owns he owns he owns a lot of uh uh what word am I looking for? He owns a lot of real estate in one in which US city? 
Well, in a lot of U.S. cities, but in Cleveland, Ohio, yeah. especially, um, but Louisville, Kentucky, Houston, Texas, there's many other, about 20 different U.S. cities. And they are taking these war profits and then investing them directly in real, yeah. into, uh, into U.S. real estate. And this is why they don't want to shut down certain Russian banks. Yeah. Certain Russian banks, is a way, Kolomoisky has investments there, and so do some of these Ukrainian oligarchs. Do you think so, the oligarchs are going to make a move against Putin if their if their wallets start getting touched, which they are? Well, let me back up and say this is Putin's uh, Cuban Missile Crisis. Now we're in a nuclear threat situation. Yeah. You remember the Cuban Missile Crisis just a second. You, you know the Cuban Missile Crisis backwards and forwards. But for those who aren't as enlightened as Tommy, uh, the island of Cuba had gotten offensive missiles from Russia. 90 miles from Key West. Uh, President Kennedy felt like that's way too close up my nose with nuclear missiles. I don't have any uh, leeway, any time, any warning for our civil defense. No Soviet missiles in, in, in Cuba. That's 90 miles to get to a place like Key West. That's a lot longer to get to someplace like Miami. This is a 2,000 kilometer border that Ukraine shares with Russia. This is Putin's Cuba, and it's a lot more than 90 miles away. And 90 miles away, amphibious landing, I can see you coming. We can, you know, we have a lot of defenses. We have a natural ocean in between us. This is a land, land entry points at all, all along the way, all along a 2,000 mile border. Now you start rolling up uh, these uh, offensive missile platforms that you can put biological weapons on. And it starts not being a fun game anymore. This is a 2,000 kilometer Cuba. Now, I, what I saw in, in uh, Putin's eye on the Monday speech was that same steely determination that John F. Kennedy had when he said any attack coming from the island of Cuba will be perceived as an attack by the Soviet Union upon the United States. Any missile from Cuba on the soil of the United States will be perceived as a full attack from the Soviet Union upon the United States, requiring a full retaliatory response. And that really shocked a lot of people. People started buying canned can goods yeah. Yeah. <laughs> after he said full retaliatory response. Yeah. So this, this is Putin's Cuba. Yeah. So the, to get to your oligarch question, I don't think it, Putin cares. Yeah. If 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 you've been spraying my people for eight years now, maybe nine, uh, with the it, I don't know if it's the Dazak Dad program or, or where it came from. I think I know where it came from, um, uh, which is Alpha Group. It's called Alpha Group in in Kiev. It was the old Spetsnaz intelligence unit in Kiev, and I believe that zoo where Putin took over was Alpha Group headquarters. Um, but if you really feel like you have the evidence of that, you need to go get the evidence. You have to do it in a surprise attack so that they can't destroy the evidence and nothing's going to stop you because you're going to, if you don't get the evidence for the world court, you're going to wake up with Cuba on, if Kennedy wouldn't have said no missiles in Cuba, you would have woken up one every morning with missiles in Cuba. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also I, I have on every week, Claire Lopez, CIA veteran, who's a fan of yours. And, uh, and she was saying last week or on Thursday, she said, you know, Putin said that the fall of the Soviet Union was the worst day of his life. And here's a guy, KGB agent, a 
you know, who loves his country as much as I love my own, right? Let's try to at least look at it through that way. And he sees that he's got a closing window of time in his life, right? He's making, and this is just her take on it. He's going to make moves while he can. And that's the thing is, I don't think he gives a shit. Excuse my French, but like Soviets, United States in 1962, it was still pretty much like no one knew who was going to come out, right? Because it went on for another, what, 26 years, 28, 29 years. This is very different. It's the powerhouse United States. It's the Soviet Union with a smaller economy than Texas. And really, it's us us in China. So it's sort of like, you know, you do want to play your, you, you don't want to uh, go, you don't want to fire from the hip in 1962 as the Soviet Union. Because you, you might still win this, the big, the big one, the Cold War. You might still ride out on top. There's a chance you're going to win. Right now, it's not at all. The only thing he's losing is time. I think he's shown he's ruthless, no more or less ruthless than any of our leaders, let's be honest. The media just does a good job at making him evil bad man, but you know we can go kill and nobody cares. It's the United States. That's, to me, what it is, is I think this is a guy that really does not care. I don't think there's any, I don't think he cares. And he's going to go in just, you know, balls of steel. And what happens, happens. I don't think this is a guy that cares. Well, I think there's a lot of evidence to support that because uh, somebody in the chat did mention that he did bring in the Chechen brigade, the North uh, brigade, which is a bloodthirsty, they'll do anything uh, type brigade to clean house on these um, Ukrainian nationalists. Some people call them Ukrainian Nazis. Um, But they, I I do believe that if the Ukrainian Nazis, well, first of all, where does Kolomoisky come from? Kolomoisky comes from a long line of, of Jews in Ukraine that made sort of this unholy matrimony with these uh, neo-Nazi uh, groups uh, uh, called like the Galicia Brigade. Um, Peter Daszak's father was part of the Galicia Brigade. They, they went to Poland and set up death camps. They went to all these different countries and set up death camps. Cyclone B and research into all these uh, IG Farben uh, death substances was their thing. And there was a distillate out of the using chemicals and biologicals to kill humans that had both a a Nazi distillation and also a Jewish distillation because Jews actually ran the death camps Mm -hmm. uh, on a daily basis. And, and, However, it all came to, uh, to pass, whether it's Chabad Lubavitch on one side and the neo-Nazi movement on the other side, but it kind of came together in this alpha group. And the alpha group um, was this intelligence unit one, the GRU intelligence unit one, Spetsnaz special forces. It was all the, they had the Ukrainian Navy there. Remember, this is the only place that they have a warm water port. And Sevastopol at the end of the Crimean Peninsula is their big you know, that's their big southern presence. Mm-hmm. Odessa is sort of the, uh, I would say, the ancestral uh, southern port identified by all Russians. Everybody remembers 
uh, you know, that was the place all the Russians used to go vacation. And they remember, you know, Battleship Potemkin and having their first, you know, uh, revolution there before the big, you know, October Revolution. Uh, so the Russian Navy was the one that led that charge. And so, so there's a lot of Russian feeling still for those things that are now considered Ukraine, especially yeah. Crimea. So, so this is the only place really that you could test any kind of, I mean, if you're going to go to Africa and test various bioweapons, it goes through this group. It goes through Ukraine because it's on the way to Africa. We talked about Crimea, uh, Congo hemorrhagic fever. You know, that's, that's a strange place for this thing to show up in both places. And we're looking at this breaking out here um, right after we said it would. Uh, and we have go-betweens uh, from this area and this group, Kolomoisky specifically, his two runners, uh, Fruman and Parnas, are running back and forth to China at the time of the 2019 breakout. We have Felix Sater, another one of his runners, going back and forth to Kazakhstan, the old biopreparat labs, BSL-4 labs, when that place shuts down for a few days because of protests, quote-unquote. So there's a lot of fingerlings out there and IP addresses that track back to Kolomoisky. And Kolomoisky, if you go back to the Ukrainian map, is just down the river toward this thing in, in a town called Dnepro. It's about halfway down the river. And that's his kind of power projection. And what's happened is Ukrainian nationals, since they've taken over the country in Kiev, now they do whatever they want. It's sort of like Peter Dazak's dad moved back in time 50 years. And now he gets to do all the same death camp stuff that he did in Poland and in Ukraine. Now he gets to do it all over again in Donetsk and Lugansk. And that's what Putin really is, I think, uh, re reacting to here. Again, I said this in my piece, uh, two-minute pieces, he's got to produce the evidence for the world court. Yeah. He can't just say, this is why I went in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You've got to... Yeah, I mean, right? It's it's like a no-knock warrant or something. But you got to you gotta have... You got to find the evidence because otherwise you're just the big bad guy breaking down a door. Right? That's right. Yeah, he could. I mean, if you went in and found evidence of, you know, or, you know, related to even COVID or something. I was thinking about that. What's that, the, the, the famous Clausewitz quote, war is a continuation of politics by other means. Everyone's kind of talking about, you know, COVID ended and then in comes the war. Like, got to keep the fear going. And I was just thinking before this podcast, I was like, is this just not the continuation of COVID by other means? It's... The narrative's falling apart. No one's taking the vax. Nobody's doing the mandates. It seems like now it's coming. I don't, I, in all of my genius, right, sitting in a chair in Maryland. But I can't help but think that these are related, that they're absolutely related. Well, if you want to go back to Alpha Group, and again, I had said that, uh, for instance, the Maiden, the Maiden shootings, for instance, the snipers were Spetsnaz. And I had forgotten, I've lived on this earth too long. To, I forgot when I said that, uh, that they had broken away from the Soviet Union and that, and that had become Alpha Group in Kiev. Um, and they were 
they used to be Schmetznot snipers, but now they're Ukrainian nationalists, GR, you know, um, alpha group snipers. But they're the ones that shot people on both sides in Ukraine 2014 in the Maidan, in that square that we're seeing these, these pictures of. They're the ones that then go on with Dmitry Alperovich, okay, and his, fa- his father also was in the Russian intelligence. And they're the ones who do the hack into the DNC. They're the ones who put 68 journalists into our Library of Congress um, when Trump is running uh, with uh, uh, Andrea Chalupa and all those, all those folks. They were Russians. They were Russians until the fall. Now they're Ukrainians. But every once in a while, we, if we want to make Russia bad, you know, big bad bear, if we want to do the big bad bear thing, we have them go get their old Russian uniforms on. Yeah. Dmitry Alperovich was to keep up the scare. And his father, uh, Mikhail, was to keep up the scare of the big bad bear. So they named all their hacking units after bears. There was the cozy bears. There was the fancy bears. There was the pinchuck bears. There was all these bears because they wanted to keep the scare, keep the bear scare going. Um, and then for, for hacking, but we had the same thing going on with the bioweapons. All these dark weapons were run out of this small group. That's why I think Putin had to get control of that zoo, literally, it's it's built underneath the, the Kiev Zoo, and that's why he stopped. The reason why the soldiers left their phones on is to show that they weren't going into the presidential palace. They weren't trying to take over any of the buildings. Hmm. The reason why why when you watch, they wanted to be show you that the the uh, the unit there, the what uh, was 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 there at the zoo. That's what that's my point. You know what to me is the biggest red flag? And to me, the biggest red flag is just seeing George Soros tweeting in defense of Ukraine. Now, full disclosure, what's going on is terrible. There's men, women, and children being killed. I know a lot of people are trying to group anyone who's remotely conservative into some pro-Putin camp. I'm not at all. I'm in a, I'm in a pro Tommy camp. I'm trying to grow my podcast. I'm, that's that's my camp. It's me and George Webb. I'm not. It's, fuck off. Excuse me. But when I see Soros tweeting, my gut is like <laughs> the opposite of that is good. No matter what, and that could just be me being played right, like Orange Man bad. If Trump said I love oxygen, you'd have a bunch of like liberal harpies saying I don't want to breathe anymore. So I I get that, but I don't know, man. When when Soros comes out. And it's like, we, you know, when all the media is seemingly in like lockstep and it also, and man, I hope someone's going to clip this years from now, it's all going to come back to bite me. A lot of it kind of looks like propaganda. They have these beautiful women holding like machine guns and it's, I don't know, man, I kind of feel like I'm watching a Marvel movie and maybe my mind has just been so boiled by COVID over the last two years that I am incapable incapable of seeing anything without a conspiratorial light in which, and that could very well be the case, in which case just disregard everything I'm saying. But, you know, COVID, COVID pulled the mask completely off of Mockingbird Media. Like, I don't trust anything they say. And I can't help, you know, how come all of a sudden I'm supposed to trust that media with anything, be it Ukraine or be it anything? 
when I've seen them lie so blatantly, and I've seen them sit there and, and point at the color red and say that's blue, or say that two plus two is five, again and again and again and again, and silence those that say otherwise over the last two years, that has destroyed all credibility, not just for COVID, but for anything. So when they're all beating the drums saying we, we stand with Ukraine, I don't know, man. The little spidey senses on on my neck. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not trying to posit that I know what is going on. But I tweeted this yesterday. I think it's like the first ever time I've tweeted that something that wasn't just a link to this podcast. But it was. It feels an awful lot like September twelfth, two thousand one. It feels like we're being drummed up into a fervor for something. I don't know what that something is. But it feels like this is foreplay for it. And it feels like this is the thing we look back on in 20 years. And when people say, how come we are in Iraq for so long? We always say, I mean, what does everyone always say? You had to be alive right after 9-11. A wave of patriotism swept the nation. We had to do something, right? That's, that's the answer. I don't know what we're going to be looking back on in 20 years. But right now, feels like this. It feels like we're being swept up into a fervor. I don't know for what. But it feels like we're being swept up into our fervor. For some, maybe it's just the the good old boys at the military industrial complex. I don't know. But I don't. It something feels too. It feels too lockstep. Well, Sorry. Yeah. Well. No. No. I I think that's a very good. Uh, uh, September twelfth is a good analogy there. That's what um, it feels when, like. When, yeah. Well, when Alpha Bank hack happened, and why six years later would you, would they be going over Alpha Bank? Uh, the hack, you know, supposedly by Trump and the connection to Trump Russians when they were actually connections to Ukrainians. When it first happened, Tommy, <laughs> we had said, you know, Paul Wellen has been running Spetsnaz uh, Alpha Group snipers into the United States shooting people. You know, we had a uh, we had a group uh, of Russian general Shamanov with a company called Blackstone Express, you know, trucking them all around. You know, we immediately said, Alpha Bank, is that the is that the you know is that the bank for Alpha Group? <laughs> you know, like would they be so stupid to take a, a former Spetsnaz unit that was in Kiev, and then just you know, and now it's Alpha Group, right? Would they be that dumb to then use a hacking tool from that group? And I immediately said it's. Um, uh, I immediately said the name of the uh, hacking tool, which was. Uh, it's not arbitrage, but I'll think of it in a second. Um, but but we immediately named the hacking tool. We said that Dmitry Alperovich's unit, that was his dad's unit in Kiev. Um, what's the hard part of this? Uh, gosh, it's not arbitrage, but it's... Um, uh, but anyway, it makes you think you're in a different place. It makes the think of the, the hacking locations in a different place. It spoofs the hacking yeah, location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Umbridge, Umbridge. Umbridge is the hacking tool. I mean, immediately, six years ago. Right. We said this is, you know, Kiev, you know, we didn't exactly know which cage it was between which zoo animal, you know, <laughs> you know, at the Kiev Zoo. But we're pretty close to the Russian bear cage, you know, at, at the zoo. So, so, so um, what I'm saying is we're seeing real IP addresses, not conspiracy theory. Right. And we're seeing real tools that are from that location that actually goes back to the Russian bear cage at the Kiev Zoo. I'm using zoos to say yeah. these criminals. 
So, so what we have to do here is not go attack. 9-11 was all about saying Osama bin Laden, our 20-year partner in covert warfare. Our, our freedom fighter for Ronald Reagan. Uh, yeah. Uh, September 11th was all about taking our 20-year partner, Kofor Black again. Remember, Baird, Baird Yansk, is, that's his little port with Burisma, right? Our 20-year partner on September 11th became, on September 12th, our arch enemy. And because he was our arch enemy, that meant we had to go take a rock, which was how many thousands of miles away? I want to remember that yeah, bait and switch. In terms of me just not trusting anything, I'm going to text it to you right now. Can you pull up this 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 tweet? It's like a it's like a 40 second video. You're muted. You're not able to uh, play it. No, can you pull it up on on so you can share it? I'm I'm oh. technologically challenged. I oh okay. Oh, you're gonna pull it up for our guys. Okay, great. No, I texted it to you. Can you can you just have them? Is it this one right here? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Let me let me send that to our uh, control booth. Sorry, I have the technological capability of a ninety year old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll send it to our uh, control booth and then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's just. It's in general like how I feel about, you know, when Soros is saying this is terrible, when Dan Crenshaw, that that World Economic Forum slithering demon is saying like he's parroting the lines and he's like, we must stand for Ukraine. When China's not backing Russia, it all – I'm just getting the the spidey sense is going off and I'm like – None of this is what it seems. Maybe my brain has just been cooked by conspiracies in the last two years. And this really well, is I, just a land grab. I don't know. I, I never, I ever didn't think Alpha uh, wasn't a part of, I'll just say Alpha and save Alpha group. I never did think that Alpha was far away from what the live simulation that happened in Wuhan, military games. Yeah. Be- because what, what that required was a chimera to be produced, which means something that's never existed before. Yeah. So what I needed to do was take something that somebody could easily diagnose and that didn't wasn't that pathogenic and fairly mild, okay, like the coronavirus was, and I needed to attach something to it that made it deadly. And I needed to be able to mix and match this wherever I wanted to around the world, right? Wherever, any pocket of resistance, I would have to bring out the deadly version. We And we said this when this first came out. There was a, a safe version, an S version, and a lethal version, an L version. Okay? So um, so what I, I see Twitter. Um, yeah, I, 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 I texted it to you guys. Okay, yeah. here we go. It's just, it's not particular to this right now, but to me, this is the general flavor of like how I feel about everything. can't hear it oh you got to release the sound uh on the uh video as well market for sound doesn't look yeah. like it's on yeah the, you have to share the sound in in Streamyard is as odd you have to share the video but then you also have to share the sound Sorry, of the video i feel like i'm throwing gears wrenches into y'all's 
Now it's okay. It was something that, you know, we have to learn as we get our, our chops here. But while we work on that, let me, uh, let me, let me just mention that. Uh, there you go. You guys see you going over for the share sound button there. It's going to work when you hit that share sound. Here we go. It's bad when you can tell what other people are thinking by their movements of their cursors. There's got to be a word for that. <laughs> still not. Still can't hear anything. No, we're not there yet. It's not terribly important. It's just a. It's just a meme. We'll come back to it. Uh, it's, at least they say who it's, who it's from. But my point is, is that in order to do a false flag, remember the first, very first attack in the in the in the Soviet Union's history, right? Or excuse me, in the the Nazis when they take over mm-hmm. Poland. Here we go. Straight. How would it be if the United States were viewed by the rest of the world as interfering with the elections directly of other countries? And everybody knew it. We've been going on for too long. Can't get enough what it's you want. Yeah, really ain't nothing like a drop that. Drop that. Wake up in the morning, make it all bad. It's nothing, nothing to get it popping on the road. Roll up, up in the way. Here we go. Now Martin had a dream. I've been dreaming about that. Hey, tell you now this one's shining. I got a so i know that maybe isn't the most uh professional video or but to me it's that general vibe of just a quick 60 seconds of like we have had our fingers in every pie for 73 years and there's just this i don't know i i I feel like i can't trust anything so when the prevailing image is that russia is invading ukraine even though in my gut i go that is bad I, I, my compl- any sort of trust or authenticity that the mainstream media ever had, at least in my own mind, or even the idea that like we're the good guys, I just I know what's going to happen. I'm 31 right now. I'm going to be 95 and reading about new declassified documents, and it's going to be the equivalent of like you know, uh, it's going to be the equivalent of like Operation Northwoods or Sea Spray or something. Or, you know, Operation Cyclone. I got good news for you. Yeah. I'm going to fast forward the time clock about 65 years for you right now. Okay, hold okay. on. Let me go to the bathroom first. But, <laughs> but, but, that, but you know, but this is my feeling is I'm going to be 95 and I'm going to read the new declassified no, no. documents. It's going to happen about, when you get back from bathroom. It's, it's going gonna, gonna gonna to say what really happened in 2022 and I'm going to be going, I knew it. All right. In two notes. You're going to get it in two notes. Okay. Two notes. My back hurts two so notes. bad. I'm limping away. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. So if you're just joining us, I'm here uh, doing a Sunday afternoon broadcast on February the 27th. I'm here with the great Tommy Kerrigan, who's had many, many interviews with some of the biggest names right now in the coronavirus uh, disputes. Uh, We've got uh, Dr. Robert Malone he's had on numerous times, as well as many other people that have every person, all 10 people that testified in, in front of Senator Ron Johnson recently. Uh, you can find all those podcasts at TPC, the Tommy 
Kerrigan podcast. I think it's TPC is his, his initials. Uh, and I think it's Tommy podcast. You can find him on Rumble and BitChute and other places. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get the URL for Tommy's podcast. If you if you search for Tommy's podcast, you're going to get it. And these are some of the great people we've got. We've um, got Peter McCullough, um, all the uh, folks. I don't know if he has David Martin yet, but he's got there. He's got the great George Webb. Oh, wait, he's got a couple of those. Uh, he's got a lot of great podcasts that you can uh, check out. Let's check out one of any, any one of those uh, and we'll quiz Tommy on one of those when he comes back uh, as we go down the list there. Yeah. So that's a great t- Tommy Kerrigan. And we're talking today about a, something a little different. We're talking about a uh, why Putin may be in Ukraine and why the West and Cobra Black specifically and the boys at Burisma may be threatening nuclear war today because Putin may have found Pandora's box. So uh, anyway, uh, Tommy, I was just giving everybody kind of a, a uh, public service announcement of who you are and what you've been doing and a little bit of a promo on your sure. podcast. Thank you, sir. And uh, so um, anyway, I promised you. You promised me the answer, so you got to lay it down yeah. now. You just, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's a big, I'm gonna that's save a big you promise. 60, yeah, yeah. I'm going to you, save you 60 years. That thing that you played. Tyrone, can you, I ask you play that one more time? <laughs> I've watched that because, video like a hundred times in the last because, hours. Because I will put together all the people involved with every one of those incidents with only two names. You probably already know who those two names are. One of them is Kofor Black. Yeah. And then it was, the other name is a person he studied under at the Cuban Missile Crisis. We'll Kiss, take it from here. Kissinger? Dulles? No, no, no. no. Wild, Bill Don- Wild Bill Donovan? You're getting close. Yep. It's one of the Cuba 7. Yeah. But go ahead. Let's play it one more time. <laughs> Let's get this straight. How would it be if the United States were viewed by the rest of the world as interfering with the elections directly of other countries? And everybody knew it. We've been going hard for too long. Can't get enough for the show. Yeah, really ain't nothing like a drop that. Drop that. Wake up in the morning, make it all bad. So I was going to say, I saw a couple of votes here for um, uh, Frank Wisner. Ooh. And Frank Wisner is, is very close. Um, I was going to say Ted Shackelford, uh, who Kofor uh, Black was an understudy of. Just with two people, though, Tommy, just with two names, you can get everybody from the Kennedy James, all the way. James, Jesus, Angleton. Well, Angleton's another he's one. Counter, he's prob- counterintelligence. Yeah, but Angleton probably had his hand in a lot of these intelligence activities. Alan Dulles, Alan Dulles, and uh, I met two guys that worked together. Oh, and uh, one, one Richard, was an under Richard well, was Richard Bissell. 
Bissell would be another one. Uh, Cabell, another one. Well, what I'm saying is basically you take that Cuba 7 of the CIA guys for the Cuba 7 and the Watergate break-ins, and you and you just add some understudies, it takes you all the way to right till now with, with Burisma and, and Kofor Black. Kofor Black wouldn't be on CNN in a disheveled hair being raced in while Vinman's holding the, the stage until he can get there by, you know, emergency limo and threaten nuclear war if this wasn't the answer to the test. Do you think this they, is the big, do you think this is the, this is yeah. the pin that's holding all the strings together? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. I, Bird. Well, and the reason I say that is Bird Yansk do you, uh, sorry. Is, it has almost no value. I mean, it's, it's less very small, poor port. And all you need is a couple of trawlers and all you need is a couple of people to uh, wait till early morning as they're going under the um, Kirsch Bridge and spray into a fog and then let the fog go over into, uh, blow into uh, Kursk, excuse me, uh, from the Kursk Strait into Lugansk and into Donetsk. And, but the problem is, is it accumulates on the buildings, the soil samples and so forth, and experts can yeah. uh, collect the samples and they can collect the blood samples of the people there. And it's, it's pure po- proof positive. I mean, no way you can fake the evidence yeah. with these blood samples. So that's, that's, the pro- that's the problem with doing these weapons is they're smoking guns that can be traced right to the, right to the Kofor Blacks of the world. Do you think this is why China is not is why China is openly condoning Russia's moves? Do you think it would 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 this imply that China actually had nothing to do with COVID, or are they all in bed together? And China knows that Berdyansk is the is the the pin. Yeah, I think China knows that there is a joint uh, program in coronaviruses uh, that they were testing on the Uyghurs over the last ten years. And and basically, the CIA was trying to embarrass them about that program. But the thing that caused the people to drop out of the games and so forth could have been something else, is what I'm saying. It could have been a totally different program that came from the Russian program that then came went to the Ukrainian program at the Alpha Group. I said it was com- uh, hemorrhagic fevers because I looked and did an analysis of all the people, and so did all of our researchers, Hemorrhagic fever, hemorrhagic fever, hemorrhagic fever, hemorrhagic fever. I mean, you just couldn't get away from it. Lassa fever, Nipah fever, uh, Congo, Crimea, hemorrhagic fever, um, uh, Ebola, Marburg. Everyone, you, it, I, won't, I was looking one day, can I just find an influenza guy? You know, just please, let me get out of this. It, everyone was, com, uh, was hemorrhagic fevers. And when, when we recently saw Felix Sater come out of that BioPrepper ad lab, you've interviewed Cal, Ken Alabek many times. When I saw Sater come out of there and the fake protests so that he could, they could shut it down for a day so he could get out the stuff, I said, this is going to be blaming the Russians again in, in Ukraine. Uh, and I think Putin knew that, hey, this is coming. Some big attack of shutting down one of those key NATO choke points was coming. And to prove that, before Putin ever did anything, um, Ukraine asked Turkey to shut down both the Dardanelles and the Bosphorus. That's an act of war. That's Russia's only, those are two choke points. It's the only way out into the Mediterranean for Russia, for, for the oil tankers, for the gas, and their navy. 
that was an act of war. The only reason they would have done that, right, is because they're they're hiding what actually happened in Wuhan. When this thing is all said and done, like you said, 50 years from now, when you get the declassified documents, you're going to find there was a chimera involved in Wuhan. We don't know what it is yet. We don't know what it is yet. But I think the Chinese do. I think the Chinese do because they took the soil samples. I had a buddy in college. uh, And I remember he was telling me, we were like 20. He was telling me about when he was on like probation when he was 17 for like, I don't know, like drinking or something, right? Just some juvenile probation. And uh, he was like, yeah, I was like still doing drugs. And he goes, I remember one time my dad knocked on the door. Was me and my friend were staying up all night like doing cocaine. My dad knocked on the door and goes, what are you boys doing in there? And he goes, smoking weed. And I was like, why would, because I just think about like my conservative Catholic parents, like they, they'd beat the shit out of me. He was like, I was so scared of him finding the coke that full disc- I've never done coke. This is his story. He goes that we just, we, admitted to weed instead because if we said nothing he wouldn't have believed us but if we said weed we you know we would have gotten our asses kicked um that's kind of what this feels like too though what's that bird yance like nothing there might be nuclear war though and it's like so what are you what what are you offering up why are you floating the casual idea of thermonuclear war what's where's the coke that's kind of my logic where's the coke what is the coke you know vladimir's dad and he's knocking on the door he's rolling in with his with his armored divisions and we're going what's in there oh uh nothing but you know we're gonna defend the people of ukraine might as well start nuking that's the weed what's the coke yeah well i think you're right i i I think that if you found this out you unmask kofor black you unmask barisma we remember i've been chasing these uh these uh, bioweapons blackberries for six years now. And I found them. So, I mean, and I had an early whistleblower who told me that that I was on the right track on the dark weapons with the Biden blackberry. So I've been chasing this for five or six years. Okay. So I'm, I'm like, okay, I've been waiting for the bird Yansk to show up. Um, Mariupol didn't have it. I watched the siege of Mariupol. I, I saw Putin. They sent three or four um, autonomous vehicles down this little alley, a uh, road called Victory in in Kiev, uh, toward the presidential palace, and the Ukrainian uh, Nazi nationals just opened up on it and just phew, turned it into you know like dust, right? Because they wanted to find you know they they're watching from space and they wanted to see where the Ukrainian nationals were, but they weren't going to go any further. We had all the data on Google Maps where the Russian Spetsnaz guys were, they had created a cordon and they wanted to show those guys that this is where you're going to get killed. All right. So you Ukrainian nationals have to ball up inside and huddle and you're pinned down now in these different things. Meanwhile, they're going out and making, like you said, the Ukrainian uh, women with high cheekbones slinging uh, AK-47s and they're making videos where a thousand people with, Molotov. Molotov cocktails are, are are knocking out of uh, that's that's what I mean is it's there's too many I mean it feels like a reddit thread it feels like a feel-good reddit thread of a bunch of beta males like writing a story on how war would you know take these sunflower seeds and put them in your pocket so that flowers may grow when you die that's some that's some like cheap self-published like war novel stuff that doesn't happen 
every once in a well, while, you get a good you know line. My sunflower every... story. What? Do you know my sunflower story? Uh, I, I got to tell you why I think they did that. Because I had done reports about Kolomoisky, and he had owned all these sunflower seed uh, factories. And he had sunflower oil. And he would give out little bottles of sunflower oil, oil to his most trusted uh, advisors that were involved in the bioweapons. Okay? And the, the sunflower uh, plants, uh, I mean plants, were not the... No, like not, yeah, not yeah. the big plants, but the processing plants were actually bioweapons facilities yeah. for amplifying bioweapons, right? So, so this goes back. I don't know how long ago I did the, the sunflower seed with Kolomoisky, but he actually had little vials of the sunflower seed oil that they did make in his safe in Geneva, and he was giving out these things to different people that he knew after he did a business deal. After he would sell, he would buy a building or something, you know, he owns public square. He owns like eight or nine different buildings in Cleveland. He would give out a little piece of this thing. And that was like, this is the profits from, you know, a takedown that we did because we use bioweapons to overthrow a country. Yeah. So, so the fact that she says, I'm going to put sunflower seeds in your pocket. Now, if you Google, Google Kolomoisky and sunflower seeds, you know what you get? You don't get George Webb telling the story about how he gave the bioweapons profits as a little token of his deal. You get her. That's jumped to the top now. But, and the sunflower story with Colin Whiskey is buried now. But it does all uh, just kind of. S- I don't can know. Can you see why you would want to do that? Yeah, yeah. Can no, sure. No, no, no. I get it. Yeah. No, you, Colin Whiskey doesn't yeah. want people looking at his sunflower plants. So yeah. he's now, we're now going to make sunflowers mean something else and direct it in an opposite direction. We're going to create a barisma. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Barisma means shadow, by the way. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe I'm just jaded and I'm slowly losing my mind. Maybe Ukrainian people really are bravely standing up and fighting. And maybe this truly is like, yeah, it sounds cheesy, but it's, there's, they're being, they're, it's such a moment of humanity that it's real. Maybe. I might be completely wrong. I probably am. I often am. But again, it's well, just... Well, I, I think what's happening is people understand Putin is not coming into the city. He's not going to create the bloodbath in Kiev. So now people are are, are saying, I'm going to fight. Because now I'm going yeah, to saying... get a date with a very good-looking yeah, woman with high cheekbones yeah. carrying an AK-47, right? Yeah, and it's... But, but before that, you didn't know that. You thought you might be dead that night if Putin was coming yeah. all the way to the presidential palace, and that's not what's happening. It's just the ghost of Kiev. Like you know, I love I love Ace Combat games. Like, but it's like the ghost of Kiev. Like it, uh, uh, Russian warship. Fuck off. Um, I don't need a ride. I need ammunition. All, all the photo ops of the. Who knows? Maybe it maybe you know, if you bring me back eighty years and showed me World War II, I might be going, Oh, this is all this is all and it's like, no, it's because what was the was it the Nimitz quote? Uh uncommon valor was a was a was a common uh trait. And it really was just a bunch of guys stepping up and truly being war heroes, like becoming gods, right? Storming the beat. Who knows? Maybe I'm just terribly jaded. But for me, what it's really based on what it's really based on is is the last two years of just seeing with my own eyes being lied to. I mean, more, we always know the media lies, but the last two years, their attempts to shut down Rogan, to silence Malone and Yeadon and McCullough, nothing has shredded my, so it's not even necessarily that I have like an opinion on Ukraine, Russia, so much it's just that 
anything that was in the, that would that's in the news cycle right now. Anything, whether it's U- Ukraine, Russia, or China, Taiwan, or 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 whatever. It, it just by default, I don't trust it. So when I see it all being served up in this stand with Ukraine, we must act now. This is America's duty. This is why I'm like, dude. Uh, and, and it's and and you can't you can't reject it, right? Because everyone's like, oh, you Nazi. I'm like, no, it's 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 teed up perfectly. And you know, if you take any opposing stance, it looks like you're defending Russia, which I'm not. What's happening is horrible. But personally, I mean, if Russia attacked. Miami tomorrow, I would be inclined to not believe what the media was saying. That's the point I'm trying to get. Is like, it's Tommy, not. Tommy, I got news for you. Yeah. They've already attacked Fort Lauderdale, and the Ukrainians already own Fort Lauderdale. You can't buy milk here without having a Ukrainian bump you and, you know, get in line, you know, whatever. I get what you're saying, but. but but realize, too, that the global leaders that control the world are also the cabal that controls the bioweapons. You go after the bioweapons, you get the cabal, right? What's Klaus Schwab saying about all this? Well, that was going to go down the list because somebody asked me to do the most wanted list. What's, the, what's, Kiss, what's old? Kissinger is number one. Klaus Schwab is number two. Kolomoisky is number three, right? And then you got people like Michael Callahan and so forth, the underlings. Where am I? But you, you get those guys— you get the bioweapons, Kofor Black. You get those guys, and you get the cabal. And that's a beautiful thing, right? The bioweapons are the most secret, secret, secret. I went after the uranium because that was pretty darn secret. That's QQ. But bioweapons yeah. is QQQ, right? It's the third level, and it's the Kissinger level. But it's going to tell you how the world actually works. It's, it's a rare look into the, the center of the universe on this, Right? And it's a, it gets smaller and smaller, and that makes it easier and easier to solve the puzzle. That's the beautiful thing about this. So just like hang in there, but it's like here, here it comes. Kofor Black is gonna, they're gonna unload NATO and start doing flybys and c- declaring a no-fly zone mm-hmm. in Ukraine because of Berdyansk. Yeah. That's triggering a World War III the type event where you've got MiGs and, and SU-35s going at uh, uh, F-35s, you know, right? At least and Putin's, Putin just did the Grom exercises, the G-R-O-M, not the Gronk exercises. Everybody thinks it's the Gronk. You did the Gronk exercises. You Gronked yourself. I did it today. I'm, That's why my back is Gronked up. I'm talking about the Grom exercises, which is the nuclear hypersonic exercises. He did those to remind everybody, I got five times speed of sound, and maybe your anti-aircraft works, maybe it doesn't, but once I press the button, I know it's game over for me, but it may be game over for you. I'm tired of the damn bioweapons, I'm tired of Kissinger uh, doing this kind of genocide, I'm tired of Kofor Black being in his little errand boy for this stuff, I know where it is, I know it's Berdyansk, game freaking over, okay? I'm willing to lay, I saw it in his eye. He had that steely determination that I saw in Kennedy's eye. And we're not backing down on this. We're going to go to Bert Yansk. And there was, I will say this, there was a golfer named Bert Yancey. You don't remember him, but he had a sweet, smooth swing. So when you think of Bert Yansky, you might want to think of the great golfer, Bert Yansky. 
it's Bert Lance. Wait, but it was Bert Lance. He was in Iran uh, Contra. It's too. all Bert Ernie. It, nothing matters. Nothing. Bert and Ernie matters. and Bert and Yance. Nothing. That's the new show. That's the new show. Cagney and Lacey. And then stay tuned after that for Bert and Yance. But I mean, I, I guess I just nothing makes sense to me. And maybe I've just been effectively demoralized and disillusioned. But like, it's like people saying this would have never happened under Trump. This would have never happened under Trump. Trump had balls. We were also See, attacked is, by a bioweapon under Trump and lost two times as many Americans as we did in World War II. My point exactly. You can't roll up the network. You we can't did. roll up we very you much can't so. roll up the bioweapons network and the communications network while you're operating a bio exercise, while you're in the middle of an exercise. After it's all over, right, you can roll it up. Right? You can roll up all you can roll up all the communications devices and servers. Now, there is another point here. Bert, Bert Yansk, B-E-R-D, Bird, B-E-R-D, not B-I-R-D like Larry Bird, but B-E-R-D, Yansk, Y-A-N-S-K, right? It could be that Putin's helping to, to mop this up. Oh, isn't this a convenient Russian invasion? And, and uh, Klaus Schwab says that Putin works for him and he's going to just do clean up on aisle six on Bert Yansk. That could be another Might. thing that's going on here. Maybe, uh, so maybe the whole thing is just an inside an inside move. Yeah, well, we're, it's just all the school play. Yeah, we're all and, just, and you know, we're all the idiots ch- choosing size and they're going to dossier us on both sides and we're all going to, but the reality you know, is, is it's, this is just a clean. Yeah. This is just a cleanup. Yeah. It's like, uh, but I don't, the only thing is when I hear the nuclear savers rattle, because nobody wins, serious. nobody wins with nuclear. Nobody wins. The, right. And the that's cabal what you doesn't know. want it. Yeah. The, nobody wants it. You, 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 the military-industrial complex, you love building nukes. They all know that that is that is the greatest of resets, is a full thermonuclear exchange. Nobody gets – your trillions don't matter. Your your waterfront property doesn't matter. Your, you know, your Rolls-Royce, your Epstein Island, your – there is no fame and fortune when the, the world is, is covered in cobalt and strontium-90 and radioactive calcium. Like – so – I'm with you. Something's off when, when they're going full nuclear saber rattling, or maybe they just truly need to scare the world into whatever the next step in the plan is. George, you there? Sorry, yeah, I'm here. Uh, the guys are showing Bird Yansk on the uh, screen yeah. here, and I'll just show, I'll just show you a little video from Bird Yansk. I don't want to be that guy showing uh, videos on a on a cell phone when I should be. Well, you know what? Let me send it to our command center uh, in um, Temperance here, and I'll let him show the tr- tanks rolling in on Berdyansk. And I'm just saying, look at the size of these missiles. You know, and it's the, the Topol missiles. Uh, well, they're on Kamaz tractors, uh, so um, I want to believe that they're T O P O L, the ones with like yeah thirty wheels. No, th- these are the smaller ones. Um, they're not Club K size. The Club K are the calibers. Yeah. Although a Club K can be twenty feet or forty feet, uh, so I, I don't know. Maybe there'll be a missile expert, <laughs> but I'll, I'll just show you. There they go. Okay. You tell me what that is as they go by. But I'm waiting for the next one. 
me here. Is it paused? George and I uh-huh. are so laughably bad with technology. Yeah, well, there's Bird Yansk, and the guy is so afraid that he's not going outside his house. And we'll have that as, as another second. Oh, here, here we go. Here we go. Let's let's try it again. It's not one of those things where it matters yeah, yeah. too much. Okay, let me. Uh, here's two. Here's two. Okay, here we go. Got it. Okay. Is it? Okay. Yeah. 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 It's okay. Those aren't quite the. Yeah. No, I see them. Still big. Ones. Still big boys, but they. They don't, they're not the, yeah, I got it. It's not the Topol, yeah. the T-O-P-O-L, the Topol launchers, the ones that, the mobile ICBM launchers that are like 100 feet long. Not those ones, but. No. Um, and I don't know if that's Club K, the caliber or not. I, I, I've never seen a cal. I've seen a computer representation of a caliber yeah. uh, hypersonic uh, stage, those, second stage. Those ones but, look exactly like the. They're thin, like torpedoes. Yeah, they look you know. exactly like when China was testing their Dongfang hypersonic missile last year. Those vehicles yeah, those, looked exactly the same, about the same size. Yeah, the Sidewinder type. Uh, French had a Sidewinder. We have a cruise missile. We have the Tomahawk. Uh, they had this. What did the What did the Chinese have? Dongfang. Yeah, and he trained. That guy trained with Jack Parsons God. at the JPL. See, this is the thing: is we give the stuff, the most advanced technology, to both sides. This Ukraine group yeah, you gotta has been got to keep the fight going, George. How else do you exactly. got to the money like that? Come on now. Exactly. So uh, that's what I'm saying is if I know how to create a hemorrhagic fever and I know how and I can combine that with a coronavirus spike or some other spike to, to make it airborne, I could start parlaying that around, right, to different sides. And now only I know how to stop the hemorrhagic fever, which is a syncytia, which could be using... Uh, mRNA that silences certain certain proteins. I think it's going to be RDRP for everybody who wants to stop the madness. You can say, just look up uh, RDRP and that'll stop everything. But I think that the, the, doing an analysis of all the people that are in the hemorrhagic fever business, they're all in silencing. As a matter of fact, Bob Malone has a company called Silencing uh, RNA. Uh, if you want to look into his background, but um, you know, so it, it is going to be the answer to the test. It is going to be the antidote, right? It is going to be the universal vaccine that gets them all off the hook. The question is, are we going to be a part of that group or not? That's the key question. Are we rapidly approaching? Is, is this not all choreographed? Are we just rapidly approaching the end of human civilization? Like, is that it? it maybe this isn't choreographed. Maybe the people at the top are just as scared as us. Are we colliding? Are nations colliding? Is it the wake of the pandemic? Nothing makes sense. Putin's getting older. China rising. The U.S. going insane with hyperinflation. You know, the, the COVID narrative breaking down. Supply lines are broken. Are we just rapidly, is this a global system in decay? And it's starting to be, there's starting to be sparks. Is this the, the powder keg of Europe of 1914? I, I won't be able to answer that question until I get the latest information from Bird Yansk, but I could probably tell you in about, you know, five minutes after I get the update, the Bird Yansk updates. But I do think it's going to be, the answer is going to be around some bioweapons program that's already been tested that only they, you know, Alpha Group has the vaccine for. Now, how is that going to be deployed? Is that going to be deployed by giving the Russians 
the one that the U.S. doesn't have the vaccine for, and the U.S. the one the vaccine the Russians don't have, and then encouraging a global war, which they have the vaccine for both, the universal vaccine, this little alpha group. I don't know, but that's how I would do it if I was Kolomoisky. That's how I would do it if I was Clover Black. That's how I would do it if I was Kissinger. I would give each side an unassailable weapon to eliminate the other side, and then I would try to get them to, to enter a global war with each other. That's what I think they did with the military live exercise in Wuhan with the military games. Uh, NATO tried to do that then, and I think NATO's going to do that again now. The only thing that Trump didn't take the bait, right? He didn't go right to the nuclear option. He went to the vaccine option. I think they thought he was going to go to the nuclear option. But now you're seeing NATO just go straight to the nuclear option. And again, it's a perfect premise for using bioweapons. How do you get Putin out of Ukraine? Do you send nukes in a nuclear exchange or do you fire bioweapons? I think you fire bioweapons. Code for Black is itching to fire bioweapons. It seems like the it seems like the lesser of two evils. Yeah, because it leaves the buildings. And if you well, vaccinate not only that, sorry, it's it's not forget the buildings. You start firing nukes, it's that's the end of the world. It will escalate so quickly. It's thirty minutes across the planet to fire a missile. It's, we used to say we used to say back in graduate school, my limited time in graduate school, <laughs> uh, one nuclear missile ruins your whole day. Yeah, and no, it's an true. atomic bomb can really mess up your day. Yeah, I it's, mean, so I would much rather be hit with a Club K round uh, from the Blackstone Express, full of uh, with, yeah, whatever. With, yeah, with Mr. Shamanov, I'd rather. Here we go. Here's your uh, Berdyansk. Berdyansk. Bertiansk. Bertiansk, it's just. Hello. <laughs> My favorite golfer, Bertiansk. My favorite golfer, Bertiansk. This is Hello COVID. George, I'm upset you haven't commented on my name yet. Tommy Kerrigan? No, what I put in my, my little label. Oh, Tommy Putin. Tom, so you Tom, put Kissinger Tom, in Tom, there. Tommy or Putin. Tommy or Putin. <laughs> Tom here, Putin. Okay, everyone was asking <laughs> Tom here, Putin. Yeah, everyone was asking, "Is this Kissinger's kid?" Because this, Kissinger does have a kid. Well, Kissinger is like ninety-nine. He's got to have multiple generations. Well, well, he has several out of wedlock, is I'm what I've been sure. told. It's, yeah, I'm sure they're all. But over. he has. He also has a grandson that works in New York. Oh, so and people were actually. Oh, no, no, no. I am, <laughs> I am not related to the. Not to my knowledge, I am not related to Henry Kissinger. Yeah, people thought actually, and a couple of people thought you were Kissinger. If you're I not, you're had not a, connections of the Kissinger family, I wouldn't be doing a podcast from a, my own bedroom in Maryland. I'd be at Davos setting myself up with strip mining rights or something, or some kind of stripping. Some, uh, <laughs> I would. I'd just be doing the same demonic, just tearing through the third world, dumping money into my own offshore bank account. I wouldn't be doing a yeah. podcast. But you might make an exception if you could make a podcast on here on Neighborhood News. I understand I might, what you're saying. I might. Yeah, you might make an exception. But so yeah, the, it I, does seem the, the use of bioweapons would be – because nuclear weapons, the, the response time is so small. You have to make the decision so quickly. Everything's planned out. I mean you can't possibly – you know, it started with Eisenhower. We had all the game plans ready. What did they call um, – um, oh, what the, what the hell was the name of – Saya – not well, not psyop in the sense of psychological operation. I think it was actually called like S I O P, 
like PSYOP 16 or something. And those were the levels of escalation you had because it's such a complex global chessboard of predetermined. If this happens, we're going to fire four missiles at this site, three at this one, nine at that one. And it's just, I mean, so many things that even in the 50s, only a supercomputer could understand it. But it was all predetermined. If this happens, it's PSYOP 1, PSYOP all the way up to, I think, 16. It's all because it all happens so fast that you have to have basically your moves predetermined. It's like a football coach coordinator or something. You can't come up with a new play. No, you see them do something and you move to the play that you've practiced. You just have to execute. So if so if a if a tactical nuke flies in a cave and detonates, there's not no one's going to be sitting around going, okay, well that happened, but maybe this stuff has been automated for decades. The the elite go to the bunkers, everything goes. That it's all pre-planned, and not in some conspiracy sense. It's just that's how strategic uh, the strategic nuclear command works. Speaking of that, if you had the Russian Federation working on plans leaving Bergansk, or you can see it's on a promontory there at the end of a peninsula, much like Crimea, much like uh, uh, not Sverdlovsk, but uh, Sevastopol. Um, you, you, so if you had 50 years of planning for biological weapons for spraying from a, a sea craft, and then you took over one day, you changed the nameplate out of your thing from Spetsnaz, and you changed it into Alpha. Would you not go back to that whole filing cabinet full of operational plans and just go in there with a stamp and go, Alpha, 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 you know, just hit the Spetsnaz with the Alpha stamp, right? That's why we're seeing the old Spetsnaz stuff. That's why all this stuff is so predictable. That's why shutting down the Kirsch Strait is so predictable because the Russian Navy had thought of this 75 years ago. Shutting down the Bosporus, mm-hmm. the Bosporus been there thousands of years. Yeah, okay, yeah, that one too. Dardanelles, yeah, we got that one. Over and over again, these things, and that's why Putin knows about all this stuff. Again, we, we produce documents, okay, with UP8, I think there's UP1, U- U- Ukraine Program 1, Ukraine Program 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. These are generational developments of different biological agents. They were Com- Congo Crimea hemorrhagic fever was UP8. And I think there's going to be other programs. And again, you have all the jewels. If you inherited all these operational plants, you can give some to the Russians. You can give some to the Americans. You can have them wipe each other out and you could be the one sitting there with the universal vaccine. I've, we've been talking about this universal vaccine for six years, okay? This this mRNA silencing, mRNA silencing uh, with Sina Bavari, we've been talking about for three years, uh, the better part of three years. There's a letter there that I put out about UP8, and it's this guy, Lance Lippicott, or, but it's from, um, to, to the uh, Defense Ministry of Ukraine. And uh, if, you, if you scroll through some of the other documents, you'll see that we are trying to what's look the, at who... What's the date on that document? I think it's 2018. Oh, okay, now I see it. Yeah. So if you flip left or flip right, swipe left or swipe right, um, or, or just scroll up or down in my Twitter, you're going to see these documents where they're coming from Moscow, a whistleblower in Moscow. We don't know if they're, they're true or not. Just click on any image and you'll get the, the blown up image. Here's Sverdlovsk, or excuse me, Berdyansk. 
you can see, just click on any of the images in there and you'll, you'll get a blow up image. There you go. So you can see relative, relatively where it is, but these are old, like Tommy, you're saying, these are old plants that they just keep wargaming. You know, the, the, the new job when they get the Tommy Kerrigan young guy in is to take the old George Webb plans that were written 50 years ago and put it in the computer, mm -hmm. right? So that we can simulate it a thousand times. You can see which is the most, yeah. Versus five times, which we used to do with our tabletop board game, right? So now we can do it, you know, maybe add different Add little dials. variables here, little things yeah. there. Yeah, even just but that's what it. you're getting. That's what you're getting here. And that's why I think Putin understands what's happening. U.S. It just said U.S. is opposing ceasefire talks. Well, that's news to me. If that's what if, that just said, it said Cernovich retweeted. That was the last thing I saw before it, you closed out, or whoever closed out. Well, how does that make any sense? Yeah, unless I, I don't know. Can you have unless, him, Can you have him pull up the page we were just looking at? Yeah, um, let's... It said Cernovich retweeted. So I guess, I don't know, go to Cernovich's. I saw Andy just tweeted out a picture of the part of Ukraine that's there, being there you occupied. Go. Sorry, sorry, yeah, there you go. U.S. State Department and UK opposing cease... Oh, does that mean they have differing? Opposed ceasefire talks. That's not good. They oppose uh, oppose ceasefire talks. Opposed ceasefire talks when asked about efforts between Ukraine and Russian negotiations. That's don't oppose ceasefire. Why oppose ceasefire? Well, that tells me the operation isn't over yet. Whatever the operation is. Uh, the Chechens are brutal. Uh, how the Chechens got to be the lead people in Berdyansk, I don't know, but it's. I think they're going to kill everybody who was a part of the old program. I don't know if that was the deal with Putin, the devil's deal, to go in and kill everybody who was a part of the uh, bioweapons program, but it seems like it is. I think you're going to have a massive, um, I can't remember what the Madeleine Albright, there it is, there's the map of currently held territory. Madeleine Albright um, was responsible for the huge massacre in Serbianka uh, in Croatia, or maybe that was Kosovo, but Srebrenica, maybe that was Bosnia. But I can't remember now, but I, I just think you're going to see a massive mass graves in uh, Berdyansk. The other thing is Chechnya is typically opposed Russia. So sending in the Chechnyans... Um, Maybe that's clean up on aisle seven. To hope they can get there first before Russia does get there. You know, I think this is like sort of cleaning up on Auschwitz. Dude, what we need what right now are some cruise missiles full of aerosolized MDMA and psilocybin. Everybody needs to be hugging. Don't let's not stumble in a nuclear war. You know, the was it the Guns of August? What was that book written about World War One that Kennedy loved, and he 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 referenced referenced it a lot during the Cuban Missile Crisis. Mm -hmm. How after World War One there are two opposing generals. They're just talking. It's like 1920 or something. And they go, how did it all start? How did it all happen? And he looks at it and he goes, ah, if only we knew. Because they just kind of, they described it as like stumbling in the dark off of a cliff. And it, once it started, 
it couldn't be undone. And I think he said to like LeMay or something, he was like, I don't want in 60 years for people to be living in a post-apocalyptic nuclear world. I'm obviously paraphrasing. And them to look back at 1962 and say, how did it happen? And to say, ah, if only one knew. It's what this feels like. How did this happen? Well, Russia just invaded Ukraine one day and I don't know, we were doing a podcast and it just, it just escalated and China moved on Taiwan and, and Tibet revolted. And how did it happen? If only one knew. Well, I've read uh, Barbara Tuckman's book, uh, Gun, uh, uh, Guns of August. I think right? that's it. Uh, several times. Okay. And I never have. Um, yeah. And the there's a perception when a tremendous amount of pressure is being put on a diplomat and he has to make a decision within a certain time frame, like you're saying, SIOP 16. And it says, do this in case of that. Mm-hmm. And you give them no time and they have to react. For instance, in in the World War One, it was the mobilization schedule. Mm-hmm. There was a big yeah. thing about the mobilization of trains. That if you didn't yeah. make this decision between, that from the time you found out that so-and-so was mobilizing, you had time for exactly a half a brandy and a cigar before you made the telegram to the railway station to mobilize your arms. To start it. Yeah, it's, it was yeah. on such a razor-thin margin. Yeah, you had three puffs of the cigar, and you could, you could shake the brandy snifter twice, and then you could have one sip of the snifter to build your courage, and then you would ta- have this thing tapped out. Psyop 62, not 16. Okay, PSYOP 62, right. And um, maybe we go for, uh, if you do an image search on uh, PSYOP 62, S-I-O-P 62, that may be interesting. Yeah, yeah. To me, that's very very contrived. It's the very, Dick Cheney did this with the uh, rules of engagement um, in, um, for continuity of government. Mm -hmm. He, He created all these rules. This had to happen, that had to happen, this had to happen. Basically, Cheney has his, finger on the button for all the, you know, uh, keep it going or stop it uh, all along the way, all the checkpoints. But if you look at how that was orchestrated, all those uh, interlocking agreements and treaties, each one of those was put together with the backing of a lot of financial interests that had uh, interest in loaning um, the maximum amount of money to the war machines of those countries. And they had everything to gain by all those countries going to war and draining their national treasuries to the back to the banking interests. So I'm just saying that if you look at each one of those unbreakable treaties in World War I that caused the tripwire that you're saying, the domino effect, all of them were banking interests. You know, you had the Russia pact with, with, uh, England and you had the England pact with France and you had the Austria-Hungary area pact with Germany and, and et cetera. Um, the, the real reason, right, I believe that they made the decision to start that chain reaction was the Baghdad uh, to Berlin railway, which was going to bring cheap oil to Berlin and, and mechanize a, the, the war machine um, and at the same time, Churchill was switching over from coal to oil. And everyone saw the scramble. We now have to go for the Middle East oil, or otherwise we're all going to be speaking German, probably, you know. Um, yeah. 
And for Americans, we'd all have to speak English, which would be kind of a stretch from American. So, so, but that's what caused World War One. That's why it had to happen then. So that's why that tripwire was fired. How does, you know, just a guy who's 18 years old, putting cheap, eh? Putting cheap, eh? How does putting cheap, eh, get to get that close to Archduke Ferdinand? And then he screws up. And so the chauffeur is literally driving him around the block until he can get a message to where's the next place we should go. And then Fred Cheapy is waiting further down the street, right? And then the driver puts him by, and Ferdinand's yelling at the driver, what are you doing? Why are we going in circle? So that Principe gets a second chance to kill. That was planned. That was a whole series of events that was planned by the people who had the most to gain. And again, if you control the recipe in this new bio, I wrote a book about this exact thing. It's called World War DARPA over using these secrets and getting one to one side and one to the other and keeping the magical third uh, formula to yourself that it's the recipe of untold riches for yourself, mm-hmm. not for the two big participants. NATO is that third party that wants to see this war. So anyway, long monologue, but uh, here it is. You said it, Tommy. Here's SIOP 62. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. And you would war game that, make it fast. Oh, dude, but they... I mean, even like the the smallest ones was like a hundred million people dead in an hour. Single integrated operational plan, SIOP. Single integrated operational plan. So, Tommy, why don't we do this? Why don't we leave it right here? You're uh, obviously suffering tremendously uh, from your Grom, your like Grom, Grom exercises, your Gronk exercises. Cool. Yeah, it's um, it's yeah, it's it's a dull pain. I'm more kind of just terrified of like, I mean, should I be doing like podcasts or should I just be getting shit faced and enjoying the end of the world? I think your podcast is going to vault you into the uh, heralded uh, sages uh, for especially for your generation. Oh, my goodness. Uh, No, if you expose this is why the whole thing is based on this, Tommy right, is if you go with the wizard thing and the uh, all that, that movie where they go up and see the wizard, <laughs> the wizard of Oz, yeah. and, and you pull back the curtain, even Toto, right? And everybody can see that it's, wait a minute, it's Kofor Black. He's firing the missiles with the little hand buttons. Well, let's just take the machine away from Kofor Black and then the war's over, <laughs> right? That's what I want to do. Is I want to be the guy who takes the machine away Cover black. What do you think Dick Cheney is doing right now? Do you think he's got his hand, or do you think he and Kissinger are just too old? Do you think they're just not involved anymore? Are they the boogeymen of yesteryear? Well, I hope they're not duck hunting <laughs> for for whoever's with Dick Cheney. Take cover. Take cover. You're in danger. Yeah. Uh, but normally this year, he about this time of year, he he duck hunts in Louisiana, and this is uh, because he's meeting with his folks uh, that have very large uh, oil interests in Texas and Louisiana. So usually he's duck hunting about this time. And Kissinger is not out there with him. Kissinger is usually is at Punta Cana. Punta Cana, the wolf's 
tooth, right? Is it Punta Cana? The wolf point, wolf point in uh, uh, Dominican Republic about this time of year. Yeah, I guess the only hope I have is that nobody wants nuclear war. Nobody can make a pretty penny off of it. It's the end of the system. You don't want to flip the board. You want to rig the board. You want to cheat the board. You want to become the deep state of the board. We don't want to flip the board because then the game's over and it's all for naught. That's kind of like my only – it's like mutual assured destruction of bank accounts. Like that's kind of the only thing holding us together right now. God, if 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 Elon hasn't been – if Elon hasn't been more right than ever before, like, dude, we got to get off this planet. <laughs> Tommy, as we speak, this shows your value. We have the NATO uh, apologists for, for bioweapons actually in the chat saying that NATO bioweapons cabal, bioweapons cabal is going to shut you down. The NATO bioweapons cabal is going to shut you down. Well, maybe the NATO bioweapons cabal does shut us down. But until they do, Tommy, it's you and me here every Sunday, 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 to do podcasts and inform the world about the dark hand. Uh, Tommy, uh, you want to do this again next Sunday? Absolutely. Yeah, I think we make a lot of progress here. So do I. And and again, you won't be gronked. I you hope, won't be gronky. I hope you won't no, be gronky. I won't be gronky. Yeah, this will be gone. I think probably by tomorrow. But I'm also getting older. Oh, it doesn't go away as quickly anymore. Um, All right. Well, every time you gronk, we'll think about Putin gromming. That's nuclear uh, hypersonic missile exercises right before his invasion to remind the world, hey, we're going for Baird Yansk. Uh, if they, if the elites of this world nuke this whole place, I'm going to be so mad. I've put so much time into this podcast and I haven't got to see it blow up yet. I mean, I know the whole loss of billions of lives are bad and the irreversible eradication of the biosphere is definitely not something that we want but man if these if these fuckers mess up this thing that i've put so much work into i'll hunt them down into their nuclear bunkers themselves and i'll and i'll kill them i'll make sure no one's left i will i will ridden with radiation poisoning i will pry i will pry myself into norad and choke them out myself I'll look past the deaths. I've put a lot of work into this podcast, and I wanted to see it make me some coin and, you know, maybe get some recognition. I'll well, go to war. I'll go to war with them. Well, you're ready to be a Duesburg scholar, just like Muhammad Atta now. So uh, Bayer would be proud. Okay, well, Tyrone, that that's going to wrap us up with that cheery thought of Tommy, Tommy the Gronk. Kerrigan. I will dig with bare hands into your nuclear bunkers and find you if you guys ruin this thing. I put a lot of work into this. You heard it, Cover Black, and all of the NATO bioweapons trolls, you've heard it as well. Give Tommy a day or two of his day in the sunshine. His and, day and where he's slathering Kolomoisky's sunflower seed oil on himself in a hot sun, in a hot sun in Ukraine. And then you can destroy the and world. Then you give, give me a give me like a year of my podcast getting its getting its dues, and then you can erase humanity. That's fine, but if you do it beforehand, I'll kill you myself with my own hands. I'll kill you my fucking self, dude. There you have it from a Gronk headquarters, not Grom headquarters, Gronk headquarters. 
the great Tommy Kerrigan. Go ahead, uh, play us out, uh, Tyrone, and we'll have Tyrone on. We're, we're talking about a new show called Tyrone at 12. Tyrone at 12, the big question is going to be, is it going to be at noon or at midnight? Tyrone at 12. Here we go. Right. So uh, you got to hit that go away button. And while we're waiting for that, we'll read a few of the NATO uh, bioweapons um, apologists' uh, comments. And then we're going to rebroadcast this broadcast, if you missed it, tomorrow. Oh, it just ended. Nope. Well, we don't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> All right, man. George. I'll see you tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I'll see you, buddy. Get, be get better. Right, okay. Well, thank you so much.